right. And are you ready to go? Let me have a sip of coffee. I only had about a quarter of a cup so far. All right. Yeah. I'm, let me, uh... Yeah, I'm on my first cup. So. <laughs> all right. Oh, let me make sure this is off. Hold on. All right. I'm good to go. Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email. Just shoot those emails to TFRBatPod at gmail.com. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024, and this is our first episode of the new year. And when I say ours, I do mean, of course, myself. I'm Eric Carter, your host, and I am joined by my co-host, Joe Fornerado. Joe, good morning as we record this. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Eric. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I hope it's a good one so far. Uh, We're just a couple of days into it. Uh, And I thought... We would do something. I don't know. I don't know if you would consider it fun. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. So we are revisiting. Actually, I was listening to our first episode from last year, from 2023, where we ranked the DCEU movies at the time. Um, so that's what we're going to do kind of again, um, sort of a different version of it, because we're not going to go completely through the rankings, but we're going to slot in where these final DCEU movies that we've seen in 2023, where they fit on our list. And we're going to kind of say farewell to the DCEU and then look a little bit forward to the future. Um, Joe, we this is actually a plan as I was listening to that episode last year that we had made on that episode. And I think you and I had kind of both forgotten about it. And then I just thought to do this and it works out because that's exactly what we said we were going to do. Well, that works out nice. I didn't even realize that was our first episode of uh, 2023. So it's kind of, you know, exactly a year later where we're going to do this and try to figure out where we slotted things in. And so I had told you I did not go back and listen to the episode to see where my rankings were. And I know some of mine have changed, Um, but I also don't remember what changed or if I've just been messing around with the the movies that came out this past year, which weren't on Mm -hmm. that episode anyway. Interesting. Well, the good news is, is I did listen to the episode. uh, So I did the legwork for you, Joe. Um, (laughs) So I actually have both of our lists and I'm going to get into that um, in just a moment. But before we dive into these final DCEU rankings, I did want to let you guys know about our partner sponsor in organic priced books. Um, Now the holidays are over and your gift guy, your gift buying is already over, but maybe Maybe you got some Visa gift cards you're looking to spend from your Christmas holidays or some Christmas money, or maybe you're just looking for some books to read for 2024. Well, the good news is we do have that partner sponsor in Organic Price Books. And if you follow the link in the description of this podcast, it will take you straight to their website. And you can use our promo codes, either the first, TFRBATPOD, to save $2 off of any order or TFR bat pod, ship it together to save 5% off of any order of three books or more. Now organic price books is a small business uh, that they're a dedicated team that tries to save you money on some, on your collected editions, whether that be from DC, Marvel, IDW, boom, dynamite, any of the major or independent brands, they've got what you're looking for. Um, Joe, any big plans for books this year? I know we've got uh, we've got the Death Metal Omnibus right around the corner. Is that one you're planning on picking up? 
I don't think I even realized that was coming out, but yeah, I think I have to get that because I did get the, um, I've double dipped on both medals. Um, well, I will have mm. double dipped on both medals because I got the absolutes and then I got the, the metal omnibus. So I'm going to have to get the death metal omnibus. Yeah. And I just, I told you, I received my copy of, um, the Batman who laughs from DCU infinite. Yeah. Um, great quality book. I was lucky enough to get it from them. But if you guys are looking for another book, um, I'm sure organic organic price books has that. That was a nice little surprise for me. Yeah. And that's the soft cover, right? The deluxe edition yes. soft cover. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you will get the hard cover if you go through organic price books. Um, and I do have that one. It's a very nice book, but yeah, I'm looking for, I think the death metal omnibus is February. Um, so that's okay. coming up really soon. Um, I know they they have the new copy of the Super Duper Super Sons Omnibus um, from Peter Tomasi. Mm -hmm. So that one's one I've been tempted by. And then, of course, I did get the Hush Saga Omnibus just before Christmas. So, yeah, if you're if you guys are looking for anything, it doesn't have to be superheroes either. Um, all the major brands, all the independents. Go check out Organic Price Books. Save yourself a little bit of money and use our link and our promo codes and support us as you do so. We greatly appreciate it. All right, Joe, but to move on to what we're here to talk about today. So depending on what kind of fan you are, um, this is either kind of a sad moment or maybe a celebration because the DCEU is now officially behind us. Well, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is technically still in theaters, so I guess it's it's still kind of on its on its last stretch here. But it is the final film in the DCEU. And last year on our very first episode, which by the way, Joe, I was in the throes of COVID. I was recovering from that <laughs> at the time, and I could tell, I could hear it in my voice. Yeah, and I noticed um, must not have been on my game either because all the sound was right speaker only. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody told me <laughs> from my memory. So apologies about that, guys, Yeah, a year later. Um, but either way, I do have our full rankings from that episode last year. I'm going to read those off really quickly for you, and then we'll get into what's possibly changed and where these new films slot in. So for Joe's going from the bottom to the top, he had JL 2017, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman 84, Black Adam, Birds of Prey, The Suicide Squad, Aquaman, Shazam, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and Batman v Superman. And for my list, I had JL17 at the bottom, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, Black Adam, Wonder Woman 84, The Suicide Squad, Aquaman, Shazam, BVS, Wonder Woman, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and of course, Man of Steel. And I had uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League at number two. You did not yes. say that. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Zack Snyder's Justice League was Joe's number two. Okay. So, Joe, before we get into where the new movies slot in, were there any big changes to how your list read as it was? there were absolutely zero changes with the current list. And I did not realize that. So every change that I've made over the last year have been with the new movies, trying to figure out where to slot them in. But the, the movies that came out prior to 2023 are all in the same spots. Nice. Okay. And it's the same with me. Now, some have moved based on where the new ones have slotted. Exactly. In, yeah. But they have not... They have not gone up, I guess. So mm -hmm. they're they're still kind of in the same locations, just pushed down a little bit, maybe or around yeah. for the um for the new list. So Joe, I think uh, it's it's best to go ahead and get into it. I'm going to do this in chronological order as it was released in 2023. Um, so for our final ranking here for the DCEU. Our first film was Shazam Fury of the Gods. So tell us where on your list did Shazam slot in and what did it move? Well, th this is actually going to be hard for me as I'm realizing all four movies that came out this year are together in my list. So mine are fairly close. So I have Shazam Fury of the Gods at number eight. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Um, now that I'm thinking, would it be easier to just kind of like stay where my lowest one would be or? No, um, I tell you what, okay. go with Shazam. We'll talk about Shazam and okay. then um, don't say anything else about your list. You've got it at number eight. So let's just, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you since you've listed yours, mine is at number 10 Okay, for Shazam Fury and the Gods. And now let's talk about it. Why is it at number eight? I I know a lot of people criticize this film a lot. Um, I mean, I have the, the first Shazam film at number five and then... I have that right above Aquaman and then I have another new film and then I have Shazam Fury of the Gods. And I'll be honest, I, I just really liked the heart in this film. I know it wasn't as good as the first film, but being with the family again and, and really building on the family dynamic really worked for me. And I liked the story. I, I liked the scope of this one. I liked the new characters, the new villains. Um, I think Rachel Zegler was great. I've seen the film, I think now two or three times. And I was worried that after seeing it the second time, some of those cracks might've shown from what I've heard from people, but I'll be honest, none of them really affected me. I, I really did enjoy this film a lot. Um, I understand the criticisms of how maybe Zachary Levi plays maybe a little too childish with Fred, with um, Billy when he's in the Shazam role, but it, it didn't bother me. I, I, it still really works for me. I love those two films a lot. I think they work really well hand in hand together and I'm not, um, I'm not going to apologize for really digging that film. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I agree with you. Um, the, I think the reason it's at number 10 for me, whereas the first Shazam is, I mean, it's my number five film. I mean, it's in Ooh. my top five. So, I mean, this one's still top 10 of the DCEU, but it's just a, it's, it didn't quite reach the levels of the first one for me. And mm -hmm. I think a big reason for that was uh, because the, the performance by Zach Levi did take me out of it a little bit. Um, I, when I was listening to that episode we did last year, I praised how much Zach Levi in the first movie felt like the character that Asher Angel was playing. Just, yeah. you know, twice the size. Yeah. Um, in this one, it didn't feel that way to me. It felt like yeah. he was way over the top. He was still the young kid and not the older teenager that Billy had become. Like he yeah. couldn't. And for, and, but the rest of the movie, I mean, the reason it is still in my top 10 is because I had a blast with it. I mean, I thought the effects were great. I love the dragon in the movie. I mm -hmm. thought the villains were really well done and I still love the family aspect, even though I do think it was truncated a little bit from the first one. Um, and apparently there was some, you know, there was some scenes cut from, from that mm -hmm. with, with some more family elements. Um, but still I had a great time with it. So yeah, Shazam at number Shazam Fury, the gods at number 10 for me and number eight for Joe. Okay. So Joe, the next one, the big event for DC this year uh, was, of course, The Flash. It got the most attention. It got the most buzz. Um, so tell me where The Flash ranks in your DCEU rankings. So I have The Flash at number seven, right above Shazam Fury of the Gods. It is the highest ranked film I have for the 2024 um, DCEU films. I have it okay. right after Aquaman. I think I had it above Aquaman until recently i rewatched aquaman um mm. honestly those two are pretty neck and neck for me um i've only watched the flash three times maybe so maybe upon further rewatches and getting i will say the stigma of the film you know all the crap surrounding it with the the you know quote unquote the flop and all that stuff it it does it's hard to judge the film on the film yeah. in this, in such a recent, um, you know, you know, we're so close to that still where this was supposed to be this huge event. It was supposed to be like one of the best films in the DCEU. And I, I think it is. I mean, I have it at number seven. Like I, I think it's, it's a top tier DC film. I think it works really well as a one-off too, which, you know, I appreciate most of these 
DC films, especially the sequels or the ones that have come out recently, have worked really well on their own. And mm. I think as a one-off Flash film, it is a lot of fun. We still get Michael Keaton as Batman. We get Sasha Kaye as Supergirl. There's a lot of really great stuff in there. And I think the still the scene with his mother at the end in the supermarket is probably one of the best scenes in the DCEU period. So I, I love the film. I don't understand all the hate that it's gotten, but uh, it is what it is at this point. And I'm just glad we, we have the film. Yeah. Um, I definitely think this was the most excited I was for a DCEU film this year. You said you had it at seven, correct, Joe? Yeah. Yep. Um, for me, it came in at number eight on my mm. list. Um so just what just a little below you. Yeah. I really 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 enjoy this movie. Um it's there's so much to it that that really that hooked me having Keaton back of course was a big hook having um Ben Affleck in the movie huge hook for me and um I do think the scene between um Ezra and Ben when they're talking in the alleyway probably one of my favorite Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne moments in the entire DCEU. I just thought, you know, he had said in an interview that he finally thought he nailed it. And I think this was the scene he was talking about because he Mm -hmm. nails Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, But the movie overall, I just thought it was, uh, it was really fun when it needed to be. It had an emotional punch uh, towards the end with Barry's mom. And of course it continues the tradition of great DCEU mothers and parents Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just, I, I love this movie. Um, there's a few others that I love a little more, hence why they're higher on my list. But yeah, yeah I just had a blast with this movie this year and all the hype behind it was I let down a little bit by all the vitriol afterwards. And then, you know, the slamming by the critics and things like that. Yeah. Because I thought this was going to be a huge win for DC and that didn't happen, but it's still a movie that I enjoy greatly. So that's why it's at number eight for me. I think the other thing with that film is we know so much about what could have been with the final scene of that film. Yeah, sure. And it's, I like it as is because I think it works good as a one-off the way it was. I think it's a fun little punch at the end with George Clooney. Um, but I think it's it's hard to not think like, oh, like how cool would it have been to see Cavill come back in that final scene or the other? Like, I mean, they, they filmed so many different things for that, but it is what it is at this point. And uh, yeah, it's hard to separate the vitriol at this point as a DC fan. We're so this was the one that really wasn't supposed to have any of that. Uh, we yeah. really expected at this point, but that one uh, again it's going to well, be a, a especially theme. when you when you come out of CinemaCon and everybody's praising it and yeah. then you know you get the first reactions and everybody's praising it and then it comes out and well you, we all know what happened but yeah. i agree with you the last scene of the movie i like the way it's done um and i think it's the way it should have been done now mm-hmm. would i like to see the other versions yes but i think they did the right thing because you're ending a universe you should yeah. not promise things that aren't going to come exactly so so yeah, I mean that's they they learned that lesson with Black Adam. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um but okay, so moving on from The Flash, our third and can you believe we got four DC movies in 2023? It's just nuts. That's a ton of movies. Um our third DCEU movie which was probably the underdog for the year, uh got upgraded from a HBO Max release to a full theatrical release and that was of course Blue Beetle. So, Joe, where does Blue Beetle slot in on your DCE ranking? I have Blue Beetle at number nine, right after Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, And this movie, as I'm sure you're going to say as well, this movie surprised the hell out of me. I did mm-hmm. not know what to expect going into this. Um, I just recently rewatched it, finally, um, and it it still works. It is so good. It's so fun. And I think the thing that amazes me the most about this movie is how good it looks, considering it was supposed to just go on HBO Max and they upped the budget, you know, pretty late in production. And the effects look so good. The cast is excellent. It's such a it's just it's just a really fun movie with a lot of heart. 
Um, we don't know what's going to happen as far as like, is this movie, I know this movie is not considered going to be considered canon going mm. into the new, um, you know, the, the James Gunn universe, but it's almost a guarantee that, um, is it Yo Yolo? What's it's, um, it's Zolo, Zolo or Zolo. Yeah. Maradona. Um, he's hopefully going to continue in the part. That's and, this is, and this is another one of those movies that it's a standalone movie. I mean, it, it, it mentions other characters, but it doesn't, it does not have to take place in the DCEU. I mean, we're considering it part of the DCU just because of when it was released, mm-hmm. but it's really its own thing. But again, yeah. that works really well as, I mean, we got a standalone Blue Beetle movie. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so for myself, I mean, if you'd have told me this at the beginning of last year, I'd have been surprised. But Blue Beetle was my favorite DC movie of 2023. And it slots in at number seven on my list, just above The Flash. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it surprises me that it actually finished above The Flash for me. But I enjoyed this so much. Um, It's the most fun I've had this past year in a movie theater watching a superhero movie period. And that's even slightly above guardians of the galaxy volume three. Um, and I love that movie to death. Mm -hmm. But when you, uh, when you look at this movie, it gives, it gives me a lot of that first Shazam vibes. There is a lot of family aspects to the film, which I enjoy. There's a lot of heart and they did not feel the need to, to cram a bunch of other things from the universe in it. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, there were nods to a DC universe that existed outside of his bubble, but they didn't feel the need to tie it so, so strictly, which I like because I think that opens the possibility of this blue beetle continuing. Um, and just, I don't, I loved the, the adventure going along the ride with Jaime. Um, like you said, the effects were great. Uh, the chemistry between, um, Jolo and his family was fantastic so yeah i just thought this was a blast and it was my favorite dc film of the year so that's why it comes in a little higher than the rest for me which i guess is kind of a spoiler for the last one but (laughs) (laughs) well we just Uh, did that review so i think we know where that one's gonna fall for you a little bit yeah uh so yeah um and you know what's funny about that joe is i missed the steelbook window for blue beetle i do not have this steelbook Oh man, that stinks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have to eBay this because it's the only DCEU. I mean, other than Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, that's not out yet. It's the only DCEU still book I don't have. The Walmart one is gone too. Yeah. So I, I did the, the weird pain in the, uh, pain in the ass double dip. I did the, the Walmart one, which was just a Blu ray because I thought the steel book was better looking at the Walmart version. And then I eBayed the 4K disc on its own mm. uh cost a little bit more money than just buying the 4k steelbook but i do like that walmart steelbook so that's what i did and then on top of that i bought both uh flash steelbooks i got the one with the uh the poster with the batwing for the the flash steelbook i had to get that one too i i have a problem <laughs> <laughs> you do uh you do but it's okay it's it there there are worse problems Joe. yes there are worse things <laughs> Okay, and that brings us to our final DCEU movie, not only of 2023, but of the entire universe. Um, so, Joe, we got the finale just a couple of weeks ago, um, right before Christmas, with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which, by the way, does not treat itself like a finale to anything, So, which I'm kind of glad of because yeah. they didn't need that pressure. But tell me, where does Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom slot into your ranking? I have it at number 10, right after Blue Beetle, right before the Suicide Squad. I'll be honest, after I've only seen it once, it's tough for me to really slot it in because I I did really enjoy it despite having criticisms of it. Um, And let's be like, I mean, there are... 16 films in this universe. I don't dislike any films, even the theatrical cut of justice league, which I'll probably never watch again. I can't say I hate it. 
You know, right. like I, I enjoy watching every one of these films. I mean, I have Suicide Squad at 15 and I like that movie. So even having Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom at 10 seems low, but like it's right above the Suicide Squad, which I really like the Suicide Squad. So I think at any given day, like if I, when I rewatch Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, I don't know if it'll go up in the rankings because I think it's, again, I think with sequels, I'm more likely to watch the first film, mm-hmm. but I think this film really did everything I wanted it to do. I think, I think the, the humor was a little much at times. I think that's my biggest criticism. But other than that, I've really enjoyed the story and the scope. And I liked Black Man as a villain. I know your criticisms of of certain things. I'm kind of in line with what you said, just not to the extent. Like, I understand where you're coming from with that stuff. It just didn't bother me as much. And I kind of went with it. This one didn't have the heart to me that the first one had. And that's why I have the the first one so high up. (laughs) But... I don't need it again. I think we got everything we wanted from an Aquaman film in the first one. So this was just another adventure and I'm good with where it's at. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, again, a standalone sequel for an Aquaman movie. It doesn't have to, you know, fit the, into the universe. We could still go back and enjoy these films as they are. And that's, I appreciate that it didn't, like you said, it didn't need the pressure of just ending the universe. I, I mean, again, we have the the rumored cameos of Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton that were filmed, and I don't even know where they would go. Like, where, like, would they have even made sense? Were they just post credit scenes? We know nothing about where those scenes would slot in. Um, yeah. But I am curious about what they would have been. And it's a shame we can't at least acknowledge that these extra scenes exist. And just throw them out there and and show them to people. It's it's almost like they know. Well, I'm sure they know that it would just cause more of a, a craze instead of just people taking them and and enjoying them. It would just cause people more of an uproar. Unfortunately, gotcha. So, um, before I tell you where Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom falls for me, I do have an update. Uh, to my list from last year's episode. Because if you remember, go put your Wayback Machine cap on, uh, Joe, on the episode last year, when I ranked Birds of Prey, I told you I'd only seen that film the one time. So it's funny. I was going to bring this up to see if you still haven't rewatched it. So I rewatched Birds of Prey a couple days ago. Okay. And since then, it has moved up two whole spots in my ranking. Good. Yeah. So I did. I greatly enjoyed it on the second watch. I still, and I think the Ewan McGregor factor, because you know how much I love Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. I think that definitely helps. And I just think it's fun. I mean, it's wacky and fun and it just, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and funny. So with that being said, before I watched Birds of Prey, um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was at 13 on my list. After rewatching Birds of Prey, yeah. it has dropped to number 14 on my list. So um, if that's 14, what is your, your 15 is what? Suicide Squad. Okay, so it's right after Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, no, and I'll get to that in a few moments. Oh, okay. Because um, the list shifted a little bit with okay. Birds of Prey. Um, but... And the reason that Aquaman and Lost Kingdom is is just so low <coughs> for me, excuse me, it just it, it just like the difference between Shazam and Shazam: Fury of the Gods is there's difference, but there's not as wide a gap I feel to me between Aquaman and Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I just did not enjoy it anywhere near as as much as the first one. Um, and again, when I watched the movie. I was annoyed by the main character and that's a huge hurdle for me to get over. So for that reason, I just, I I was thinking about where to put this one and I was thinking about it on a level of based in order, which movie am I more likely to grab off the shelf and rewatch? Yeah. And this one's that, I mean, it's that low for that reason because above the last two on my list, it's probably one of the last I would pick up and rewatch. So that's why unfortunately it ranks so low for me. 
But yeah, where, I mean, not going to be first film. Six. Okay. Yeah. What you were saying about like grabbing it off the shelf, I think that's like I have Wonder Woman 1984 really low. I know that film gets crapped on a lot. I really like that film though. It's just so low because if I'm going to watch a Wonder Woman film, I'm going to grab the first one. Mm-hmm. If Wonder Woman 1984 is the only Wonder Woman film we got, it would probably be higher on my list. Yeah. Because I do really like that that movie a lot. I enjoy it. And I'll be honest, I do watch it a good amount because my daughter likes it. And it's a pretty easy one for me to put on with her. Um, that's why, like, I don't want to make it sound like I, I dislike any of these movies that are really this low because I do enjoy it. Like, even Birds of Prey, I have that pretty low. The fact that that's only, like, an hour and 45 minutes, <laughs> like, and yeah. it is just a fun romp of a movie for the most part. Like, you could just throw that on and just enjoy yourself for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I like the variety we have with this list. And I agree with you with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I I think it probably will lower because I can't see myself going, you know what? I feel like watching just the sequel as opposed to the first one. But yeah. it does work for me really well as a two um you know a two-parter, like watching the two of them back to back. But I, I get where you're coming from. It's a shame it didn't work as well for you. I think it's because the first one, though, is so good and gave us everything we needed from an Aquaman movie. I, I do truly believe that it's it's like where else do you go with that sequel? And I think they pulled it off enough, but I do see where you're coming from as far as Jason Momoa being a little too Jason Momoa as opposed to just being how he was in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, honestly, I mean, that's a situation I kind of saw twice this year where where the actor just, for whatever reason, didn't nail the performance that they did the first time around. The other was mm-hmm. with Shazam. But yeah. I guess the, the good parts of Shazam, Fear of the Gods, outweighed that for me where it quite couldn't quite do the same with Aquaman. Yeah. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, that So that's kind of where they stack up so far as the movies we saw this year. So really quickly, Joe, I know you've probably got it pulled up in front of you. Uh, rattle off the complete list for me from top to bottom. So we have your final ranking. All right. So top to bottom, I got BVS, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, Shazam, Aquaman, The Flash, Shazam Fury of the Gods, Blue Beetle, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, The Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, Black Adam, Wonder Woman 1984, Suicide Squad, and the theatrical cut of Justice League. Gotcha. And from top to bottom, for me, my final DCE ranking uh, starts with, at the very top, Man of Steel, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman, Batman v Superman, Shazam, Aquaman, Blue Beetle, The Flash, The Suicide Squad, Shazam Fury of the Gods, Wonder Woman 84, Birds of Prey, Black Adam, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Suicide Squad, and Justice League 2017. So yeah, Birds of Prey moved up above Black Adam on the rewatch. Hmm. And I'll there be honest, like, now, now that I'm looking at the list, like I may like I do think Wonder Woman 1984 is a better movie than Black Adam. I just because it's a sequel, I have Black Adam higher because I I think Black Adam is just a fun one to throw on and just kind of watch. It's so Joe, weird. You've ranked it. It's it's set in stone it's, forever it's in and ever. It's Amen. Gone. It's gone. I can't change it ever again. <laughs> no, you can't change it. It'll just never be told on the podcast ever ever again. <laughs> I'll give an update before every episode. There you go. Uh, so I did put it out there. Um, I asked if anybody wanted to chime in, tell us, you know, share some favorite moments with us, share some memories, share any rankings. And we did get some, uh, some responses. So I wanted to give you guys an update on some of those. So from comics pause on X, he says favorite film, practical tie between the suicide squad and wonder woman. That's an interesting pair for top. I mean, wonder woman, I understand, the Suicide Squad, I like the pick. It just is surprising. You don't hear that a lot, even though it's a no, great film. No, it's good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite moment from a film? No Man's Land. 
Great moment. Can't argue you that. Can't, can't yeah. argue that. Nope. Favorite moments involving a film, seeing and enjoying movies like both Shazam and Aquaman films, Black Adam and Blue Beetle with my kid. My full ranking below. And you guys can go on X and see he does he does have the Suicide Squad there at the top. He has BVS dead last. So it seems like the people that like, and I didn't want to like assume this, but the people that love like the Suicide Squad seem to be the ones that like didn't care for the Snyder stuff, which is fine. Like it everyone has their tastes. I mean, obviously we love BVS, but I get the dynamic there, like the, the yeah. shift. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I do like seeing variety because, mm-hmm. like I said, the majority of these movies I like to love. So it's nice seeing variety. Yeah. Uh, BJ Shea on X said Man of Steel, BVS, and Wonder Woman are the top three. Zack Snyder's Justice League is great. The Suicide Squad is great and overlooked. A lot of potential that wasn't reached, but I'm happy we got what we got, which I think is a really positive outlook. Yeah. Um, he also said the warehouse fight is my favorite moment. Hell, I watch it once a week on YouTube. No Man's Land in Wonder Woman is great as well. Truly a great sequence. And I agree with you on both, BJ. Um, I don't know which I would pick between the warehouse or the Martha Rescue, as mm-hmm. we now know it, and um, the the No Man's Land. That's a, that's a tough choice between those it two. It really is. I think simply because I love Batman so much, it might edge it out because I think that's the best Batman scene, like fight scene I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But there we are. And then at CG on X, he posted, uh, let's see, his ranking. We have at the top, he had BBS and then Man of Steel, Wonder Woman. At the very bottom, he had JL17. The middle is very similar to ours, Joe. So just, you know, a little bit of variance there, but good list. And then we had another one from Slay Brielle Nakamura on X. And he said uh, quality was all over the place, but there was a lot of good movies that came out of it. Favorites were number one, Birds of Prey, The Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Peacemaker, TV show, Blue Beetle and Aquaman. Um, So, yeah, a lot of variants there. We've seen The Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey on the top of different people's lists. So I love that. That's really cool. But yeah, Joe. And, um, oh, go ahead. Well, um, Peacemaker is one that like we we didn't include in our list. Mm-hmm. Um, we both really enjoyed Peacemaker. Uh, yes, I loved Peacemaker, and I think that film has made or that show made me enjoy the Suicide Squad even more. So I uh, I really love Peacemaker. I'm glad someone mentioned that because I probably would have forgot to mention it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish I could have found a way because I really don't know how to rank a TV show along yeah. with movies in a universe. Uh, it would be, I mean, I had the Suicide Squad kind of kind of higher. So, I mean, Peacemaker, I don't know. I enjoy it on the same level, if not a little more than the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. So, yeah. yeah, it's just a great show. And I think I think they took what they built in the Suicide Squad and just elevated that character of Peacemaker even more and gave him a lot more depth. Yeah. And then it really makes the the big moment between Peacemaker and Flag in the Suicide Squad even more impactful when you see mm-hmm. how it affects him later. So yeah, but great. Um, so they did. So our listeners there did share a few uh, rankings and moments. So Joe, I wanted to ask you before we wrap up here, as we say farewell to the DC Extended Universe and the ten years that we had from 2013 to 2023. Not necessarily just favorite moments in the movies themselves, but what are some favorite memories for you from this universe and the ride that you took going along it? Um, if you do have some favorite moments from the movies or just experience you as you had, just share some of those with us. Well, I'll be honest. It's, it's pretty sad to think of this, but the, the happiest moments I had were the early memories because it was before all of the stigma that surrounded these movies. Um, I talk about how I, you know, before we had children, my wife and I used to go to um, Atlantic city uh, to see these movies in IMAX. And uh, I still remember going to see man of steel down there in IMAX and just being so excited to see that. Um, 
And when Batman vs Superman was announced at Comic Con and getting so excited that we were going to get a Batman, and you know Ben Affleck was playing him, and I made a trip to Los Angeles to see that movie. I mean, I, me and my wife went to uh, the Chinese theater to see that movie opening night. We went to Warner Brothers Studios, did the tour, did a whole bunch of stuff. Seeing that opening night was a blast. Um, I saw it twice that weekend in LA. Um, I still remember buying the digital version to get the three hour cut when it, the day it came out. I think I even took off work to just hang out and watch that movie that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so much fun. It, it was a shame, you know, when the wheels started to fall off when that movie was released and everyone just started hating on it. But it, those are some of my favorite things about the DCEU is those early memories. And I, I, I saw Wonder Woman in, um, New York at uh, Lincoln Square. And I loved going there to see that um, with my wife while she was pregnant with my daughter. And um, that was so cool to see that No Man's Land scene in the theater for the first time. All the stuff about, you know, just, you know, the little girl in the beginning, you know, young Diana. Knowing my wife was pregnant with our daughter while seeing Mm. that movie, I will never forget all that. So those are my biggest memories. And then, you know, everything surrounding Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, I could go on forever about all that kind of stuff, but it's yeah. been a really crazy ride. I mean, even the even seeing the theatrical cut of Justice League and convincing myself that it was great. And <laughs> yeah. like I, you know, coming out of that saying like how much I enjoyed it, it was it's been a weird, wild ride, this whole universe. And to think everything we've been through we like to love pretty much every movie. I mean, there's not a movie that I can't stand in the 16 movies. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my, you know, rambling quick version of uh, some of my favorite moments, but I'll let you go. No. Yeah. And I do remember from specifically from last year. And I, and I, uh, I remember this when I was re-listening to our episode, uh, you talking about, you know, how your kids were kind of, there were, there was a connection with several of these movies with your kids, which I think is really cool. Um, And yeah, for me, some of the big moments are, one of the biggest ones for me is starting this podcast because we wanted a space to talk about things like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And these movies were a big driving factor behind that. One of our very first episodes was talking about Ben Affleck and his journey Mm -hmm. because you and I, you know, we love that version of Batman. Um, And going back, I think just getting into the podcasting space, it was BVS that caused me to start first looking for, for Batman podcasts. So BVS is the reason that I found Holy Batcast. Um, because after that I started listening to, I started looking for podcasts. That's the first Batman one I found. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much the only, the only Batman podcast I still listen to outside of like it with movie and entertainment. Also the Batman book club cause books and I love Ryan. Um, (laughs) but yeah, is there's, there's so much, uh, surrounding the history of this universe that I love. I mean, going along the ride with um with Zack Snyder's Justice League the announcement was just fantastic such an exciting time and then going all the way back to the beginning i mean falling in love with superman as a character because of man of steel yeah. i can never forget that i mean yeah, it's still still my favorite dceu movie 10 years for me they never topped it um, they came close. They had some really good ones, but man, that movie just, it still blows me away to this day. So yeah, so much. Uh, yeah, I do wish part of me really wishes that this had been, you know, a roaring success and a fan favorite as well as a critical favorite and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, I still have a huge universe of films. And like you said, the majority of them I like to love. So there's a lot of rewatchability here and it's a, it's a universe that I'll continue to visit over the years. Even, even as we get new things in a new universe, um, this one's one I love. So I'll definitely keep it in rotation. So yeah. And speaking of which I'm due, uh, at least a trilogy rewatch on man of steel, BVS and <laughs> Zack Snyder's justice league. That takes a, that takes a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe, since we've kind of reached 
the end of this universe, we know that in 2025, we're kind of in that buffer period between universes now. In 2025, we have Superman Legacy coming to kick off the new DCU. Um, so I don't know, just kind of the coolest thing to me is God willing, if we're still around, hopefully we are, we'll be able to go along this ride from the beginning. So mm -hmm. we'll be able to kick off this this universe together uh, with this podcast, I hope. So what are you most excited about, looking forward to, and what are you hoping to see from the DCU? Well, I'm I'm going to really try to not have those, those expectations of what I want because I don't think the DCEU was what I quote-unquote wanted, you know, and, no. and I think... Yeah. It was, but it was still just a wild ride and still so much fun. And, you know, I mean, nobody went into BVS thinking this is what I wanted. <laughs> it was just, you either went along with it or you didn't. And that was right. the problem. Um, I think this one is going to be more crowd pleasing. But my hope is that I don't want it to be the MCU. And that's not a dig at the MCU, but I still want that. I want a little bit of not controversy, but like take risks. Don't be afraid to take risks still. Don't like, I don't want you to make a movie to get to shoot for that 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I want you to make a movie that you feel passionate about and that you, you think people are going to talk about. Um, right. That's what I want, but I, I really just want to enjoy this ride. I hope that people are, you know, gonna go along with it and are gonna enjoy it or at least be accepting of it until they learn it's not something they like like don't don't write it off before you even see it which i think we have a problem with lately um i'm convinced that was what happened with the flash i'm sorry like everyone just couldn't wait to hate that movie um so i i'm looking forward to the ride i mean we we have no movies in 2024 um, we think Creature Commandos is coming out this year. I'm not positive, but I think it is. I think so. Yeah, it's. I think um, it's slated for this year. But as far as films, let's just kind of enjoy the lead up to Superman Legacy. You know, this is we talk about with the Batman. Like every new reveal was so much fun. Um, with mm -hmm. this, you know, not to mention, I mean, the Batman's not even part of the DCU, but we're we're gonna get more uh stuff with that for the sequel. Uh, and the penguin joker. we have the penguin series we have the joker 2 uh i'll never try to say that sequel name i'm sorry holy ado <laughs> yeah sure um so but like with superman legacy like production is going to ramp up soon so we're going to get pictures we're going to get um you know more announcements on top of the cast and then we're going to still get more movie announcements coming up soon mm -hmm. um so i'm just excited for the ride it's the year break of no new movies might be refreshing. I'm hoping, you know, we can just kind of take this year and enjoy what we got and still look to what's coming, have that little buffer. But I'm, I'm excited. I really am. Uh, I just, I'm excited, but I'm also like, it seems so far away. I know it'll be here as quick as, you know, it'll be here quicker than we even expect, but it does seem really far away now because like you said, we got four movies this year and now we got to wait a year and a half from now till we get Superman legacy. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty crazy to think like we've been so spoiled where we haven't had to wait that long for a movie in a long time. Yeah. I think from my side, I, I, I agree with you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, glad we have a buffer year uh, i think having joker 2 the only dc film that's coming out this year and and it's a connected to no universe whatsoever is kind of a good palate cleanser you know i told you this i think we talked about it on the last episode marvel's kind of doing the same thing because the only thing they've got coming this year is deadpool um so it's kind of a good way of jumping off and going in a little bit of a different direction before we start a new universe. We get a we get a nice year-long break, and then we get to start fresh. The only bad thing about that is kind of makes it tough on uh, podcast topic scheduling. 
because last year we had four movies based throughout yeah. the year that we could schedule around. So uh, this year we just got Joker and then Creature Commandos, hopefully when that comes out. Um, and I don't know if the Penguin is still slated for this year or not um, with the with the strikes and shooting pauses and things like that. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Definitely we'll cover that though. But my biggest hope for the DCU, um, and I think this this is in good hands with James Gunn as a creative, I hope that he does what he was allowed to do at Marvel, and that's to do his own thing. I hope he allows his creatives to tell their own stories, kind of like you said, um, and not just fall into a a cookie cutter superhero comic book formula, which from everything that I've heard from James Gunn sounds like that's the direction he wants to go. Um, and he wants and, to let the other creatives do that as well. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. It sounds like yeah. that's uh, for the DCU itself. That's the direction he wants. Uh, yeah, he he was a rare, a rare um, example of that in the MCU. I mean, yeah. all three of his movies are his movies and that you can't say that a lot about a lot of the um, more recent MCU movies, but he was always kind of left to his, his own, which is good. And hopefully he goes to bat for the rest of the creatives. And I, I agree with you there. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got, we've got the super realistic, super serious and gritty Batman with Robert Pattinson. My other big hope, is that and, and I don't want to put any parameters on what I want to see or villains or anything like that. I just want I just want a comic book Batman uh in yeah. this universe. Uh we got we got a lot of it in the DCEU. Um I would have loved a little more. So especially with the, that version. Yeah. Um but yeah that's that's what I'm hoping for because I love both. I like seeing the realistic version. I like seeing the comic book version. I'm a fan of Batman overall so give me all of it. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's what I hope. I hope we have, uh, kind of different shades of Batman between Robert Pattinson yeah. and whoever we have in the DCU. Um, but yeah, and that's, that's just super focused for this since we are Batman podcast, but overall I'm excited for a fresh start and where we, where we can go with this universe. And I'm excited again, that we get to go along the ride from the beginning with this podcast from a, from a brand new uni, uh, cinematic universe. So that's really, that's really exciting. Well, but Joe to, there. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Just to jump on what you were saying with Robert Pattinson's Batman and, and you know, everyone always talks about like, there's a lot of different factors. Some people don't think we should have two versions. Other people think everyone's going to choose the version they love and they're just going to gravitate towards that. I will admit I'm probably going to gravitate towards the James Gunn, universes batman more i i prefer that what we expect to be that version of batman but mm -hmm. it's gonna make me like if if robert pattinson's batman was the only batman we were getting i'd be a little disappointed if it was just another version like another um like that same take again like as as far as the sequel goes but because i know we're getting another one we already had ben affleck's i'm along for the ride with pattinson because I can appreciate both different takes and I love that we, we aren't married to one or the other. We can enjoy both. We can have different takes. Now we're spoiled that we're getting two different versions of Batman on screen. And I think there is room for two versions of Batman on screen. I've seen a lot of people say, Oh no, it's diluting Batman. You don't, you don't want that. Why? Like I'm completely fine with it. I mean, we talk um, kind of unrelated, but we got two versions of Godzilla on screen right now. Like that's pretty crazy. So yep. if you can have Godzilla minus one and then the Godzilla, you know, legendary verse, whatever you want to call it, um, where you got like the cartoony Godzilla teaming up with Kong and then you got the serious Godzilla, like it's kind of the patent and nobody's confused. <laughs> no. So I, I love that we're living a time where we can do that kind of stuff. And I'm here for all of it. I think it's fun that we're getting different versions and, you know, who knows what else we're going to get announced later on. I mean, this is the beginning of a new year right now. Now that they don't have to pretend to promote these DCEU movies anymore, I think this is when everything's really going to start uh, really ramping up. Because sure. they, they, a lot of people said, like, announcing the, the new universe 
prior to this one ending was a huge mistake because how do you promote the current universe while you know a new one is coming? It was kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So now that it's over, they can go all in. Now we can mm-hmm. just focus on the new universe. And this is where the fun really gets going. Because I mean, think how long ago was that announcement? It was a lo- it was like a year ago, right? I think so, yeah, because it was it had to have been January. It might have even been uh no, it was before the end of the year, because wasn't that a big thing where like we were? It was twenty twenty two, yeah. Yeah. So we're a year past that announcement. Um, well, because it was shortly after Black Adam came out. Yes. And if I remember correctly, that was like a big thing they were holding James Gunn to was by the end of the year, we'll make an announcement. And everyone's like, what are we going to get the announcement on December 31st? Mm-hmm. And I think the announcement came on like what? Uh, December 20 something like it was it was pretty something like that. Year. Yeah. So to think we're a year out from that announcement and the announcement said it was only half of phase one. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get more announcements coming up. We're going to get a lot more news now. Um I can't wait to see what else is coming. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it because think about how much fun we have with that announcement. And that's all we've had for the last year is that one announcement. So, yeah. So, but I have seen on, uh, so he, so James Gunn has announced, uh, I think he's on threads now. I don't think he does much on X anymore. Okay. You know, everything with X. Um, but he said the sets are being built. Yeah. Uh, so he's there. People are getting scripts and dialogue. So I think production starts in March. I think I'm so. Yeah. yeah. So we're right around the corner from Superman Legacy starting to shoot. Yeah. Uh, so that's super exciting. He said we and won't yeah. get a suit reveal until they start shooting. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. I, I like that he says until we start shooting because I think he's going to be one that wants to get ahead of the, like the spy yeah. picks and stuff yeah. like that. So agree. Um. But yeah, lots to look forward to. Super excited uh, to get started on this ride. And yeah, I think um, and and a few of the news like movie podcasts that I listen to and things like that, they think that announcements are really going to start ramping up in the next few months. So and and I agree. I mean, because now we've got that we've got the DCU in in the rearview mirror. And Superman Legacy is about to start filming, so I do think the other films as well are about to start getting announcements. Because we, you've got to think, we got to start getting directors, we got to start getting cast uh, for different films, so and TV projects. But anyway, we are gonna stay on top of it. Um, we, you, you guys know, we don't do news, so um, we're probably not gonna jump on and do an episode every time a suit is revealed or anything like that. But we'll sprinkle it in here and there with our other topics as we kick off the DCU. Uh, but Joe, uh, last thing here before we wrap it up for today, we do have an email uh, from Stuart from Guernsey. So I did want to read that, and it, and it, we got a. A little bit after Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, so we didn't quite make it before the new year, but I did want to make sure we read this email for Stuart. So he says, hey, Eric and Joe, it's Stuart from Guernsey here. No question today. I just wanted to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Here's to more TFR shows in 2024. I'm about to start your review of Aquaman 2. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. I hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Thanks, Stuart. Well, thank you, Stuart. That's that's very nice. Um, I, I think Joe and I, I'll, I'll speak for him, and then he can say his own piece. Uh, I think we both had really good holidays. I enjoyed time with uh, with my family, and we had we had a family friend come up to Colorado to visit us, and we had a very nice New Year as well. Went to my, went to my very first uh, trip to Dave and Buster's the New Year's Eve, Joe. <laughs> so I'd never been to Dave and Buster's. So wow. Me and Megan and the kids had a blast there. So uh, it took me back to almost like an, I felt like I was uh, an adult in uh, at Chuck E. Cheese almost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, had fun with it though. So it, did uh, you want to respond to Stuart here and tell us about your holidays? Yeah, thank you very much, Stuart. Um, we hope you enjoyed Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and uh, hope you enjoyed our thoughts. Hopefully you enjoyed my thoughts more than Eric's. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a fun holiday. It was um, it was relaxing. We just kind of hung out and did our thing around here. Um, you know, trying to keep the kids healthy is always an interesting thing. Everyone's always sick all the time. But we got to we got to relax a little bit, spend some time with the family and uh, had a good holiday. So it was nice. And now everyone's back to school and back to work and back to the grind. 
but um it's yep. nice to sometimes get back to normalcy too so but it was it was nice thank you yeah thank you Stuart. speaking of that joe did you get anything? Did you get any Batman nerdy goodness for Christmas or anything DC this year? No, we don't. We don't do gifts anymore. My wife and I. Um, we we pretty much just get for uh, you know the kids and, and stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of if I sometimes if I get money from relatives or something, I'll I'll spend the money on some stuff. But I really haven't gotten anything. Um, no, I, I really didn't get anything. I got like a little snow globe. My wife got me a little Batman snow globe. Uh, that was the only like really uh, Batman thing I got, I think, this year. And then we always mm. joke about how there's not a lot of Batman Christmassy stuff. Um, that was a, f- a one little thing that I got this year. I, I mean, we got all the pops last year and stuff, which was fun, but not a yeah. lot of. Uh, but no, I didn't get like a, a big book or anything like that this year yet. So. So I think um, the only real the only thing I got Christmas Day that was Batman related I got the um, so I got the updated edition from my sister of um, the Batman the definitive history that huge yes. book mm-hmm. I got the updated edition from my okay. sister um, which includes the patents and stuff now and things like that and then I got myself with gift card money I got myself a new morphing mug which I showed you I'll have yeah. to post that on the Twitter page. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, other than that, oh, oh, yeah, I told you yesterday, I do have the Mezco 112 Damian Wayne uh, figure that's coming. So I'm super mm. excited about that. Uh, it didn't quite make it for Christmas, but it's on the way. So yeah, we hopefully thank you. have this, the Susu uh, Nightwing coming, you know, that we ordered a year ago. That, yeah, sometime before, that. you know, 2035 would be nice. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so, so toys get on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stuart, we we did have a good holiday season. I hope you did. And, and as Joe said, I hope uh, you enjoyed our Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom review. Let us know what you thought of the movie. We'd love to hear that. But Joe, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for today. Um, a, a farewell to the DCEU. You gave us a lot to love. Um, but Joe, thank you for joining me for this very first episode of TFR for the new year. And why don't you let everybody know where they can find you out there on social media? Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on again. And, and thank you for doing this wrap up. And yeah, they brought us a lot of joy and a lot of a lot of weird anxiety. <laughs> it's, yes. it's been a weird ride. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd as J411. Find me on Facebook as Joe Fornerato, F-O-R-N-A-R-O-T-T-O. And we are looking forward to everything coming down the pipeline this year. And, and uh you know, no, no, no more DCU movies. But we'll get the Joker. We'll get some Batman movies. The other one was uh, Cape Crusaders. Hopefully, can we get some news on that? That that'd be nice. The final be great. Yeah, that. that'd be nice. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Awesome, Joe. Well, for myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram, X, and Letterboxd, and Threads at me Carter eighty nine. That's M E Carter eighty nine. The show can be found on Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads at TFR Batpod. If you have thoughts, questions, comments for the show, again, you can reach us at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. We read those emails on the show as we did Stuart's today. If you're looking for a way to support us, the best and easiest way to do that is to leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. If you leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts, we will read those on the show. If you're looking for another way to support us and we don't ask that you spend a dime on this show uh, but if you'd like to we greatly appreciate it you can go to redbubble.com and search shop tfr all one word and find our logos created by justin kowalski on all kinds of cool merch there our theme song was composed by the very talented gorov Ventikeswar. his music can be found on gbtunes.com Make sure you go to the link in our podcast description and go to Organic Price Books. Use our promo codes. Save yourself from some money and support us as you do so. But that's going to do it for this first episode of 2024. For Joe, I'm Eric. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to seeing you next time. And make sure you keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward.
Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane and is the sole property of Warner Brothers Discovery. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Comics, or DC Studios. The thoughts and opinions of the participants of this show are their own and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. You wanted me to use these gifts, right? That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so... If Victor wants to try to save the world by fusing with the Doom Boxes, I, I say we put him in the Doom Boxes. But getting him in means attacking that base. Fighting the devil and his army. You know? I mean, this, this guy's probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed, right? And we have to assume he's won. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united.